Well, a very good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Entering Stage Right. I'm D. Paul Thomas, actor and playwright, podcasting from the heartland of America right here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and joining me all the way from the left coast, but always entering stage right, is my wonderful co-host, the actor and director of some of the biggest hits in TV history, Philip Charles McKenzie. And Philip, without any further ado... We have a very special guest with us today, and please do the honors of uh, introducing her. Well, and uh, good morning to you, D. Paul, and to our listeners. Uh, yes, uh, we're very excited uh, here. Uh, you know, uh, some some years back, I, quite a few, I don't know how, how many, I stumbled upon a website called The American Thinker, and I started reading it, and uh, so many of the... Uh, folks who wrote in it were were quite fascinating it's a, it's, it's my favorite uh, go-to website the american thinker and uh i started realizing and started noticing that on sundays the lead article um was by a woman named clarice feldman and i became a huge fan of hers uh through her writings and um and then I started following her on X or Twitter or whatever they call it. And uh, so we have invited Ms. Feldman on. I just want to give a, a, a brief background. Ms. Feldman uh, lives in the D.C. area, I believe, and she is a retired litigation attorney who represented, if folks, some of our older listeners will remember this, uh, Jock Yablonsky and the reformed miners in the United Mine Workers uh, Union to, uh, who were in a fight to clean up the union. And uh, Ms. Um, Ms. Feldman has also been in uh, private practice and in government. Uh, uh, she was an appellate attorney for uh, the National uh, Labor Relations Board. And uh, the thing that one of the ones that interests me quite a bit um, is that she worked uh, for the DOJ's OSI, which is the uh, Office of Special Investigations, um, which was formed in 1979. I looked it up, in which denaturalized and, and, and in which uh, Ms. Feldman was uh, um, part of, de, uh, of of getting rid of, of deporting, denaturalized and. Uh, uh, people who assisted the Nazis in World War II. So uh, oh. the, pretty amazing. What, what I find funny is I don't think you can deport anybody anymore, but that's, you know, but that's a, that's, that's a separate subject. But without further ado, I would like to welcome uh, Clarice Feldman. Welcome, uh, DePaul and I welcome you to Entering Stage Right. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, we, it's great. We, it's great to have you, and we're going to take the liberty, if we can, of calling you Clarice. May we do that, Ms. Feldman? Of course. Thank you. Well, I I prefer Mr. McKenzie, but you know, that's, 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 that's just me. You oh, know, Philip, I, I, knock I, it off! I, knock it off! <laughs> you know, I'd like to start off with you. You you wrote uh, uh, Clarice. You wrote a, an amazing article yesterday in the American Thinker, um, uh, and, and it's, uh, I, I must say that. Um, uh, it's not just an article. It comes under uh, a, a, the heading of Clarice's Pieces, and it looks like a little, um, you know, a packet of candy, which is, which, which is a great, it's a great illustration. Uh, but, you know, yesterday, um, uh, Clarice, you, you focused, uh, obviously we've been talking about, Deep Paul and I have been very focused on the whole 
uh, Israeli uh, uh, debacle that occurred on October seventh, and we've been uh, we've been dealing with it for for uh, however many days now, probably forty five days or something, um, and with all the uh, all so many of the aspects that we. Uh, could cover. And you focused yesterday on, on what I would use the word as, as essentially a cabal of the media and globalist organizations like the World Health Organization, even the Red Cross, and to me, which is funny, Human Rights Watch. They are all against Israel. Now, and, you know, and you give, give us an overview, if you would, uh, uh, and, and, and why do you think in the face of this sheer evil that this is the case? And how, mm-hmm. how has this become this uh, pro-Hamas, uh, anti-Israel? How has it become the dominant narrative in your opinion? Well, there's a number of factors involved. First of all, there's, you know, centuries of anti-Semitism. So those people are all uh, on that side. It's also true that that this, after World War II, nationalism became a dirty word, okay? The idea was if we, we gave up the idea of nation states and, and, and worked on a, a globalist system, um, uh, we wouldn't have wars anymore. And of course, this is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Who's going to set, who's going to be willing to fight for the EU, for example, as opposed to Great Britain or Germany? Uh, it, it, it was a way of, of weakening people's ties to the, to the country they belong to. Um, and, there, and then the other thing is that the uh, uh, communist and leftist uh, uh, people uh, put in a lot of support to um, different organizations that had a, a different purpose. And the UN, of course, which was begun as sort of a uh, an alliance for uh, common common aims of of nation states that were functional, basically. Um, has now expanded to include every thuggish autocracy there is in the world, and it's lost its purpose. Years ago, a wonderful man, uh, David Burge, talked about what was really um, a Gramscian takeover of all kinds of organizations that had different purposes at their start. Uh, he, he talked about um, burrowing inside uh, and wearing these organizations as a skin suit to cover up what they were doing. Mm. An outfit called Canary Mission is very good at um, at um, putting a spotlight on anti-Semitism, which is really anti-Zionism for the most part. It's really anti-Semitism, no question about it. Um, and and they particularly uh, pointed out, which I've cited in my article, the following um, pro-Hamas organizations that really um, uh, are are using their organizations as a skin suit um, for what they're doing. There's Dr. Um, 
Tedros, head of World Health Organization, right. which is really, I think, uh, been captured by the Chinese. There's Amnesty. There's the International Red Cross. There's the United Nations High Commissioner on Human Rights. Uh, UN Special uh, Reporter, uh, uh, then Human Rights Watch, uh, the EU, um, the, the chief of UN women. Just think about this. They blabber on about protecting women all over the world. It took them 50 days to say anything about the massive rape, uh, kidnapping, and murder of women uh, civilians in, in Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and even then, their, their, their uh, response was really rather mealy mouth. Um, as to the as to the um, uh, Red Cross, it just came out today that one of the eighty four year old woman who was released yesterday uh, by Hamas is in critical condition, and and her daughter said today that she had gone to the Red Cross headquarters with the medication that her mother really needed, and they refused to provide it. Uh, to her while she was a hostage. Um, there's, uh, if you pay any attention at all, you know that the UN agencies in Gaza were completely controlled uh, by Hamas. Um, we have, there are pictures, of, for example, of a, of a backpack left behind by um, a member of um the, the uh, uh, I think it was UNICEF, okay? And alongside is his ID for Hamas. Right. Um, uh, there's, there's videos of UNRWA's uh, schools where they are teaching these children from kindergarten on to be jihadis uh, in, the, in the Hamas cause. Now, I really... I don't know how much longer we should continue to fund the UN. Uh, it, it's absolutely absurd. It's not just it's not just uh, their anti-Israeli um, uh, stance. It's it's their anti-Western civilization, uh, the very mm-hmm. civilization that helped create the UN and then that funds it. Uh, Zimbabwe is not. Uh, the, the chief funder of of of, of the UN, um, uh, Pal- the Palestinian organization is not. Uh, this is it's just it, it keeps going on and on and on. And, and domestically, of course, you could aside from the question of the Israel thing, um, the skin suit business has taken over. All kinds of organizations, the ACLU, which used to be for free speech, um, the the uh, immigra- the NGOs that help immig- immigration. Just to give two examples. Um, you know, if if I'm if 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 I may, you know, you mentioned the ACLU, which I which I find uh, has has become this very bizarre organization, uh, and and they still love to uh, rely on their laurels that they that they supported, uh, uh, you know, Jews in what was it, uh, uh, Skokie, Illinois, yeah. some years back. Yeah. That that's sort of still their badge of honor, but they have gotten 
they they have abandoned that totally uh absolutely totally you know you said something almost every organization you can think of that once had um a a mission that you would be fully in agreement with uh no longer does there are all these ngos that that used to help immigrants that came in the country there was highest there was uh, Catholic charities. There's almost every every uh, religious group had one, and their function originally was to greet uh, new immigrants, um, to help them find sponsors for jobs, um, to help them uh, integrate into American society. And right now, for years, these people have been getting. Uh, like seven grand a head, okay, to meet people and dump them uh, on on poor com- communities, uh, largely in red states, uh, and put them on the welfare rolls, right? Okay, and then and then in in return they they go and and um, and fight for things like open borders and. Um, there was one community, I, I don't remember if it was South Dakota or North Dakota, it was, it was a small little community, and and they had something like 30 or 40 uh, immigrants from, from different countries, and the, and, the, and the law required that they provide teachers that spoke the language and the dialects of all of these different things. Can you imagine what that does to the public health system? It was, yeah, well, it was just overwhelming, okay? <laughs> and meanwhile, these people, the, the top officers of these groups are making a fortune. They're right. getting really, really uh, high salaries. And the organization, it just, it just goes round and round and round. But we're getting a little bit off the, the Israel question. But the point is, it's, it's overwhelming. Um, the other thing that's overwhelming is, is the way that... Um, uh, huge endowed, uh, huge foundations are, which were created, they, they got tax exemptions on the theory that they would be able to provide services that government funds were unavailable for, services that benefited the community. Well, you look at what Rockefeller and Ford Foundation and, you know, these big foundations are doing. Um, they're they're doing all sorts of troublesome things all over the world, anti-American stuff that they're funding, and nobody um, uh, takes a really good look at whether or not our our tax law should change. Um, right. Anyway, that's yeah. that's my my, yeah. my point on the, on the corruption well. of of. Um, the, the whole charitable system. Yeah. I thought I thought your uh, article, and by the way, uh, to our listening audience, the name of it uh, from just yesterday, uh, Sunday's edition of American Thinker, was Manipulating with Lies and Manufactured Sob Stories. And uh, it is Sunday's November 26th offering by uh, Clarice Feldman, our guest. I thought the article, uh, Clarice, was just right on target um well the thing is since we're both on x x makes it possible to see the 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 what both sides of the issue are saying right. uh, it's a much freer forum than say facebook 
okay? Oh, God, um, yes. And you see a lot of nonsense. And, and as you look at it, you can see who's, who's promoting what, okay? If you go to the Israeli side, they have videos of exactly what they're seeing. Okay, and exactly what was done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you if you go to the the Hamas side, if you go to the Palestinian side, you are seeing the most ridiculous, uh, manufactured propaganda. Mm -hmm. And um, just today, uh, finally, Human Rights Watch admitted that their first claim, which BBC and everybody else in the world covered, uh, that the, uh, that. Um, that Israel had deliberately bombed a hospital was false. That it was it was a, a Hamas rocket that went astray. So but they finally every, admitted that today. Huh? They, they finally... admitted it today that they were wrong. Okay, but it was clear they were wrong a long time sure. ago. Sure. And um, uh, Omi Saron, who, who I think was formerly a, a U.S. Ambas uh, ambassador to the U.S., uh, pointed out uh, days ago that um, uh, the, the the things about the Hamas saying that Shifa Hospital, Al Shifa Hospital, was a hospital and 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 it was entitled to international protection and stuff like this. When everybody in Gaza knew that it was the the headquarters. Uh, today, Israel released videos of um, captured Hamas people who said, yes, of course, uh, mm. it was the headquarters uh, uh, right. of, uh, of Hamas. And, and Israel also was able to, uh, uh, oh, and that some hostages had been brought there. Days ago, Israel had some uh, security camera um, uh, videos of of uh two hostages being brought into uh, El Shifa. Uh, and everybody knew Israel has now arrested uh, or, or taken into custody for interrogation the guy who was the, the chief of the hospital because Good. he knew everything was going on. And, and Ted, you know, World Health Organization, you know, had been denying all along what everybody in Gaza knew. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know why, how Tedros possibly became head of World Health Organization. <laughs> as far as I know, he has no experience in this area. Uh, right now, uh, having having tarred the entire organization in for the way they handle this stuff, he's he's in 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 Antarctica. Uh, talking about climate change, that's their next. Oh, that's the AM. head of the UN. Yeah, the the, the yeah. Portuguese guy. Yeah, um, you know, I I have I I have sort of a, a I don't know if it's philosophical. It's something you know they they talk about all the poor people of of um, of Gaza, and that uh, that at least seventy five eighty percent of the people who live in Gaza support. Hamas, and, and it's probably more. And I, I've seen there are a few people here and there who have sort of, uh, who have, uh, you know, pointed or given direction of where to find some of these people. But he, my, my, this, this well, is what you, not. You know, 
yesterday there was a, a Russian fellow who had been doing uh, the music for the Nova Festival who had been captured by him. Oh, yes. And he was in a building. Apparently the building uh, was blown up and he got out. He was injured, but he managed to escape. And he traveled for several days around Gaza, but he didn't know how to get out, okay? And and um, and uh, Gazan civilians picked him up and turned him back over to Hamas. Okay. Um, the other thing that's really distressing mm -hmm. uh, that uh, Omi Saran pointed out is how absolutely ignorant American journalists are, okay, about the whole area and mm -hmm. how one-sided the um, uh, coverage is. For example, there are a number of Arab states uh, that are very much opposed to Hamas, but they keep talking about the Arab street as if they had some kind of secret you know, means of polling the, the Arab street. They don't. Right. The, most, yeah, the most interesting thing, which I cited in the article, was that by um, uh, Egypt's al-Sisi, okay? He said, yeah. quote, yes. we are prepared to support the demilitarization of the Palestinian state ensuring safeguards through NATO, UN, Arab, or American forces, whichever is preferred. Mm -hmm. This question should be, you know, he, he, he says, he called them, basically said they're, they're animals. He said they had, there's no way that you can, you can have a, a separate state there <coughs> with, without demilitarization and outside control. Yeah, the okay. rest you, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, re the rest of that sentence is the question should be directed to Hamas regarding whether they accept to stop the <coughs> shedding of the blood of our people in Gaza. He he right. called it like it was. And then, of course, there's always this thing of what the press focuses on. Okay, right now, Pakistan. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, deporting hundreds of thousands of people. Seven million Afghani people, allowing them to take very few possessions with them, shove them into Afghanistan in winter with no provisions. Okay, and and Afghanistan, of course, is you know a failed state anyway. It's just on the rocks, or Syria, where there's like a. a I think a million people living in tents in the cold yes. because El Saad threw them out. Do you hear any crying? Do you see any any videos? You know, uh, decrying the um, the um, um, ethnic cleansing of Pakistan or or the mistreatment of Arabs by other Arabs. You do not see this. No, you know, you you mentioned something in in the article. I'll quote it. It said the quote unquote free press can be uh, can fairly be characterized as outright liars and enablers of Hamas. Well, it's not only that. You know, you you, you, you were mentioning that nobody in the media or the press is curious. Nobody asks questions. And as you basically you said essentially was that they listen to each other, they talk to each other, and they and 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 without ever really delving into something and, and it goes beyond that I think is that they are all <clears throat> they all have the same uh, political narrative so there there really is no free press it's a it, it's 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 part and parcel of this cabal that's the word I used at the at, at, at the top uh, um, 
Well, you know, when I started writing, I, I would pick a topic and I would sort of research it and write about it. Um, and, and I realized very soon that there were many, many, many people who no longer trust the, the, the national media, right. but did not have the time to um, research everything and, and, and find out what was the most likely truth of these situations. And that's mostly what I try to do uh, mm -hmm. every Sunday, is I try to pick uh, one or two topics that I know people are interested in and, and give them the view that they're not seeing um, in, the, in, the, in the national media. Yeah, um, and you know, speaking and, of that, right out of your article, and again, I want to refer our listening audience to it, manipulating with lies and manufactured sob stories. You, you, you give a really a terrifying description. Uh, let me just quote it for both you and Philip, and you yeah. respond uh, if, 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 if you will, Carice. Uh And again. This is directly from the article. Friday night in front of a loud cheering crowd on the West Bank, a Palestinian mob bound two men by hands and feet upside down and blindfolded, claiming that they had communicated with Israel. The men were hung, one was dismembered, and their remains were ceremoniously thrown into a garbage heap. It was all videotaped, certainly to intimidate every watcher. One of the men executed was Hamza Ahmad Hamza uh, Mabarak, I believe is how you pronounce his name, a 31-year-old Afro-Palestinian, a descendant of slaves brought there by Arabs whose descendants still suffer humiliation and discrimination. And this is what we're dealing with. This incident tells us a lot, doesn't it, Clarice? Yeah, it's it's uh, the the celebration of brutality, the the uh, the absolute lack of what we would call uh, due process whatsoever. It's lynching. It's very interesting how much uh, BLM has um, al aligned itself with the pro Hamas crowd and persuaded all these people that Israel, for example, is an apartheid state, which it most oh. certainly is not. Oh. And, and also that the, these are white colonizers. I would say um, to them, look up what happened to the Ethiopian Jews, okay? Mm. Um, uh, in, a, in a very well-planned, difficult operation, Israel flew to um, itself. Uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of Ethiopian Jews who were under fire and brought them to Israel where they um, are full citizens, um, um, very active in the IDF. Also in the IDF are Muslims, um, Druzes. What most people don't know is that um, uh, uh, high Hamas official Hania has three sisters who live in a Druze community in, in Israel, mm -hmm. and um, some of their children serve in the IDF. I mean, if you want to talk about diversity, <laughs> it's in Israel. It certainly is not in, in mm. places like Gaza where um, there's a complete ethnic cleansing and discrimination mm -hmm. against mm -hmm. people based on their uh, 
antecedents. You know, that, that, that also gives the lie to, you know, DePaul and I have talked about this previously, of, of the whole thing, and which I, I believe is still true, that, that the left... Uh, in, in, that the left continually talks about, not colonization, but they talk, it's really because Israelis, for the most part, are white. You know, we're in this anti-white thing going on. And the point you just brought up, Clarice, is that, uh, that, that uh, you, as you said, you want to talk about diversity, but nobody talks about that. You know, and, and, and all the Arabs and Palestinians who live in uh, Israel as full citizens and and um, you know everything is a lie now I have a question for, I have a question for you I thought of this Israel I can't think of more than I don't know I, I could be wrong three or four countries in the world that are as uh, democratic as morally based uh, have uh, have cultures have high cultures cultures that 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 benefit uh, humankind um, you know maybe in 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 uh, Asia there's Japan uh, maybe may, you know maybe uh, 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 Korea but Israel epitomizes culture and 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 democracy how how are they they have been made the ultimate enemy now, to me, my question always comes back to in my own head, is it because it's Israel or is it just because they're Jews? Well, um, it's, it's, it's because it's the, you know, up, uh, I think up until about World War II, um, there were lots of countries in Europe that um, had basically state religions, okay? Right. Um, France and Italy and Spain were, were Italian. I mean, excuse me, were Catholic. Uh, and um, I think aside from some of the Arab countries, where maybe most of them were, you have to be not only Muslim, but Muslim of the right sect of, Muslim, of Islam. Right. Uh, uh, Israel is um, 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 a, a religious state, although it's it's completely um, open to allow uh, citizens to practice any religion they want. There's Baha'is, there's Jews, there's Muslims, there's Greek Orthodox, there's you know, almost anything you can, you can consider. But it's a it's a shelter place. Um, that's why there's a right of return there for, for Jews in, in countries where um, they're still subject to discrimination and, and, um, and harassment. And interestingly enough, since this has gone, um, many, many Jews from um, uh, Europe have made aliyah, which is to say have immigrated to Israel. Yes. Um, because uh, because the states of France and Germany and UK in particular um, are uh, have allowed uh, unvetted I immigration from North Africa and Arab countries um, that um, are extremely anti-Semitic and and they feel very unsafe there. Germany is now threatened that they're going to start deporting people who support Hamas. Um, France has done the same. Spain is is being ripped apart um, right. in in large in you know for a variety of reasons, but 
uh, not a small part of it is is the uh, problem with with immigration there uh, mm-hmm. of of uh, of people who don't share it. to put to say it's religion is one thing but i think it's they don't share western values okay right. it's, they're inimical to to western values uh, and to let them in, and, and of course, just as here, over there, we used to have um, uh, programs um, that helped people understand what America was and to help them better assimilate. We don't do that anymore. Right. My, my dad immigrated here when he was about five. Um, they didn't have teachers who... who um, taught in all different languages you learned english okay yeah um you had civics classes which we don't have anymore um so these people come in off the boat with with values and um uh, i would say uh, 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 having been propagandized about things that are really anti-american anti-western and we do nothing about it we do nothing yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you it, know, it, 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 go ahead, Deepal, please. Oh, no, because I'm kind of I'm kind of going back to the whole skin suit thing. And, uh, That's a great, great image, by the way. Yeah, it, it is a great image. And uh, because uh, I am heavily involved in the church and was entering the ministry before I went into the wicked ways of the theater, Clarice, <laughs> Aren't I glad? Um, but the point of it is, uh, part of that skin suit you're talking about are the ecclesiastical robes of the church uh, in great measure. They have drawn, beginning from the 1980s, Bishop Desmond Tutu, and they were able in their peace and justice ministries to put that imprint of apartheid state on Israel. And yeah. shame, shame on uh, the yeah. church for doing so. Well, I, I saw I saw a picture this week of uh, of the Pope uh, um, greeting a woman who was draped in a Hamas flag. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just absurd. It's just yeah. absurd. Uh, um, and, but but every every Western uh, religious denomination I know of has been skin suited, shall we say. And great, oh, D- D- yeah. D- Paul has talked about this a lot on on the show and on his own uh, his own Substack uh, in terms of uh, the the church uh, that he uh, the churches that he's attended the complicit in, in, church yeah com- exactly. the complicit church uh, how 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 they yeah. have uh, become uh, as as woke as anything which is essentially I can't, abandoning. I can't tell a Monty Python skit. From anything that the um, uh, Bishop of Canterbury says, can you? <laughs> it's true. I'm it's sorry. Amazing. That's a perfect comparison. It's you know I, I have I have a I, I, this is a this is sort of a general question. What the hell is the point? Or what's so good about diversity? Uh, you know, well, you know, um, you know because to me, diversity, to, yeah. diversity to me is balkanizing. Whereas, yeah. as you were just uh, saying a minute ago, Clarice, that when my family came here, when all of our families came here, the biggest thing was learn English, become an American, you know, be, uh, 
imbue yourself into the American way. Diversity just sets us in camps and does nothing and adds nothing to the culture, I believe. It's, it's really something, and it's very interesting to see what's happening to Hollywood and to Disney in particular. Oh yeah, where where they're um, where they're doing this, um, they they're just killing themselves. Um, it's one thing to be welcoming, okay. Right. Um, it's another thing also to make when you when you're feeling positions for for jobs to make a wide search to make sure you've given every qualified person an opportunity. Okay. Amen. It's Amen. quite another thing to balkanize this stuff. And part of that, too, if you look at what these idiots call whiteness, okay, it's <laughs> what we would call competence, okay? Yeah. We would call competence. It's being on time is whiteness. Uh, you know, working hard is whiteness. Well, it, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing more and more um, corporate um incompetence um if you ever have to deal with your insurance company or your bank or or even or certainly the government uh it's it seems as though there's uh, things all things are becoming more and more incompetent the the more we we uh do DEI. And of course, the universities. I mean, this is just absolutely crazy. It's what we support, my husband and I, a program that reaches out to poor kids, immigrant kids who are smart, but are in bad schools mm -hmm. and need to be brought up to par in order to compete well in college, if that's their intention. Um, so we get them in their junior year or whatever and, um, you know, and, and help them with tutoring and everything like that to get them ready for college. Tremendous. But that's not what happened, okay? What happened was they admitted people who were far, and still do, far below their normal standards to meet unstated quotas. Okay, so those kids were flunking out, didn't look good. So then they created these idiot programs, okay, uh, studies, you know, gender studies, this study, that kind of study. And, and, um, and, and, and then they had to hire uh, people who would teach these things, and they were certainly far below uh, what their normal academic standards. I mean, look at... Um, uh, uh, anyway, so if that's for um, me, I'm not there. I'm not I, here. I can't get this phone <laughs> Anyway, so um, far below that, and then in order to service this, they they have they have built up huge, huge, expensive, <coughs> excuse me, um, apparatus of of DEI officers. Oh, they, in I, some in some places they almost outnumber the student body. Well, yes, I think I think it was was it Princeton or Yale that they that uh, they had uh, as many or more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, Ohio State, is, uh, I saw a figure of like eighteen million dollars to do this, and of course that drives up tuition for everybody else. 
so then so then these kids take out loans to major in subjects that um, qualify them for nothing yeah, except oh, yeah. being DEI officers themselves when they get out. I mean, and and Joe and Joe and Joe Biden will forgive the uh, loan anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I, 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 going going uh, again, kind of circling back, and I've got my eye on our time here, uh, but again. Um, you you quoted uh, and forgive me. Was it a doctor? I not uh, Wallaf or Walif? Is that I look. I, I was going to read that same quote. It's yeah. go ahead, Deepal. I love that. Uh, and I just want you to amplify on a little bit. He, you quoted him uh, in again manipulating with lies and manufactured sob stories. Uh, you quoted him as saying, many people in official and non-official positions of power failed to do their job and normalized the idea that kidnapping children from their bids and keeping them as bargaining chips is somehow a legitimate act that leads to negotiations rather than to stringent condemnation and global ostracism. Bottom line, Crease, have we made a Faustian agreement here? with the devil and what's going on right now in this ceasefire? Uh, I don't know about that, but I will tell you that I think it was yesterday or the day before, the Reuters headline on the, on the hostage uh, exchange read, um, uh, said 13 Israeli uh, soldiers exchanged for uh, uh uh, prisoners. In other words, there's 13 women and children were were listed in the in the, in the headlines as Israeli soldiers. Okay, can yeah. you hmm. imagine that? Hmm. Can well, you imagine that? No. And, and, then, and, then, uh, uh, and yes, it's just it's 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 inconceivable. There's still a nine month old baby that they captured that we know nothing about. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's and that. That little boy is still not listed on the exchange that's due today. Mm. Nine-month-old baby. Well, mm. it goes even it goes even more insane. I'm sure you saw this. Uh, Clarice is the I, I think it was the uh, Prime Minister of Ireland talked about the the, the these these lost poor people these people poor people who were lost and now they're oh, found. They God. were lost. Ireland is really uh, Ireland. Is, I, I know you and Michael Walsh <laughs> pay attention Ireland to that. Ireland is is the worst, it, and Scotland it, is not far behind. No, it's not. Ireland is really. And uh, uh, it's another kind of thing there is that uh, I'm watching on X, you know, people who are paying great attention to, to Ireland. That is people who live there or, uh, you know, people who, who pay, who, who, that's their focus. And really, really what's going on in Ireland is unbelievable. They're talking about uh, the most outrageous restrictions on free speech that exist anywhere in the Western world. I just saw that this morning, this woman saying about, about, I saw this woman uh, in Ireland this morning uh, uh, about curtailing free speech. You know, I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to, uh, um, put, put sort of a, um, a button on this. We haven't talked about, um, and I would like like your thoughts on this, Clarice. We haven't talked about beginning with Obama and Biden and Blinken that the policy of the United States, which on 
any day, if this country, if our government, if this particular administration had any set of standards and morals, would have would have come down 100% on the side of the Israelis. But now they're, you know, the, the back channels of pressuring them, of pressuring Israel to, to, to again uh, live with, in some phony uh, uh, coexistence with, with not the Palestinians, but with Hamas. What, 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 what well, is that? What is that? What's really interesting, uh, as, uh, what's related, is that while we... Um, gave Iran ac uh, access to ten billion dollars that you know had been impounded here. Mm -hmm. um, the ties were able to get their ho the hostages out by dealing directly with Iran. With Iran, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yesterday, for the first time, I think the first American hostage was released was a little girl. Okay, you would think with all of the stuff that we have done to buttress the Ayatollahs mm -hmm. against the strongest wish of the majority of the people in Iran, we could we could have used that same channel to get our people out of there. Mm -hmm. We do not even know how many American hostages there are whether they're alive or where they are and whether or not they're ever going to be returned. Okay. The passivity, the passivity of, of this administration in doing exactly what you just said is, 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 is mind boggling. It's mind boggling. Yeah. Well, it would be less mind boggling if you didn't realize that we had some, um, uh, Iranian, uh, let's, let's, Let's be as um, diplomatic as possible and say uh, oh. <laughs> Iranian sympathizers, which okay. some would call, you know, plants in the in key parts of the administration. Yep. Okay. It, it's it's perfectly clear. We had uh, Mali. Mali. Who, that's the one I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had Mali, um, who they. Um, uh, have uh, what is he under? Um, they haven't it's arrested State Department, him isn't yet, it? but he's he's under investigation. They removed him from his position. Well, well they they, they took away his they took away his uh, his uh, uh, security clearance. security clearance. yeah yeah, clearance. yeah. yeah. Um, But we also what we didn't take away the clearance of okay let, let me get her name here Arian. Let me see if I don't know if I can pronounce this correctly. Taba Tabai. She's got a, still has a high born in Iran, still has a high level security clearance, uh, and uh, and has a key position in the Department of Defense. She's chief of staff to the Pentagon's Assistant Secretary of Defense for Special Operations. Okay. Um, and she recently became a U.S. Reserve Naval Intelligence Officer. Now, I don't know if she's, uh, uh, what she's doing or how much they're investigating her, but I think she was put in that position by, by uh, Mally is the one who promoted yes. her. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, Blinken seems to be absolutely unwilling to put any pressure on Iran whatsoever. Um, and um, well, this goes back to Obama. Obama's the one who opened the door to Iran. So, so, so it, it's right. just a continuation of well, that. You know, that's kind of his own DEI program, which is to say <laughs> we're going to yeah. we're going to diminish America to make us more equal with 
I don't know, Zimbabwe or something. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. stupid. Yeah, but I, I have. We're going we're gonna to wrap. We're going to wrap this up. I have. I have a, a semi-personal question for you. Yeah. Uh, you. You live in Washington D.C. or in the D.C. area. Um, um, have you always been? Uh, what appears to me, anyway, to be conservative, or did no. or did you no. make a? You made a no, move. I, I, it's it's true. It's not. I, I think it was. Um, the I, th I think the end the the Senton Clinton term opened my eyes as to what was going on. The what well, you did know, the, the the end of the uh, Clinton administration? Uh, uh, yes. Uh -huh. But by the way, Clarice, one of the things that Deep Paul and I have talked about a lot, and our listeners know very well, is we both come from the left, and at. Um, at different points in the last, oh, you know, 25, 30, 35 years, something uh, made the move. So I was just curious if, you know, because you are a, uh, you are a curiosity being conservative in the D.C. area. Yeah, I, I, I guess today I'd be considered a conservative. I, I, I think I'm really more of a classical liberal, you know. Um, mm, mm. Uh, I believe in free speech. I believe that everybody should be entitled to equal opportunities. But if you tell me everybody should have equal out outcomes, oh uh, no, it's not possible. In, in other words, it's I think classical liberalism is rationality. Right, okay? right, interesting. And, yeah, and, yeah. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, I I mean when I saw when I saw what was going on in the second term of Clinton. Uh, Clinton. I started, and then um, I guess retiring from work gave me more time to to um, um, do my own examination mm -hmm. and my own thinking about stuff. Like most people, you know, I would get up in the morning, I'd rush around, we'd have breakfast, get the family out, um, maybe take a few minutes to glance at the at the paper, uh, maybe see it again, maybe at lunchtime. Um, but even then, the, the Washington Post, which was never, you know, all that terrific in this period, uh, was much better than it is oh, today. Yeah, the Washington yeah. Post today is just, they could give it away, you know, with apples or something at the grocery <laughs> store. It's so bad. <laughs> I uh, I uh, I loved, by the way, and I, I do have, uh, and we have been watching our time, but this is such an honor to have you on with us, and we appreciate the breathing space and the flexibility. Now, I do have a penultimate question, Philip, uh, for Clarice, and just uh, uh, Clarice, in just a moment uh, from my from my wife. But you end up the your wonderful article by saying this, and I'm quoting directly again: "It's time." to wipe Hamas out and yeah. follow the suggestion of Egypt's president. These people can neither govern nor comply with the basic requirements of decency and international law, and they will never, they never will be able to. So uh, your point is, is well taken. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I mean it's not my view in, uh, in, exclusively obviously jordan thinks this egypt thinks this yes uh but so does, thinks this, uh, saudi arabia does yeah. yeah yeah well here's here's my uh, real my real important question of the day 
Uh, before we let you go, and again, it's just been an honor. And folks, if you want to, and you do want to read more of Clarice Feldman's work, you just go to AmericanThinker.com. You uh, hit select, and you put in Clarice Feldman, and boom, dozens and dozens of her wonderful articles will come up. I'm just curious. I asked Philip earlier before when we were just uh, uh, touching bases before you came on the podcast, how long have you been writing for American Thinker? Gee, you know, uh, uh, for years, I'll tell you what happened. I was on one of those uh, little chat group things with a, with a gal who was a, a, a journalist, um, and um, I, I I wrote a I drafted a letter to the editor of the Washington Post on something I had written that I thought was just ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I said, "Would you look this over and see if if you know you, what you think about it?" And she took a look at it and she said. Oh, this is much too good. They'll never print it. But I have a friend who's starting this online thing, American Thinker. Why don't you submit it to him? And so we started doing that. And I, I would do a little now and then. And then um, they asked me to do a regular column. And, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. You could go at the archive and see what the first yes. thing they did. Yeah, I, 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 I must. I must say, it, the 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 very rare uh, Sunday where where your column you know doesn't come up. You know, I come on there and I go, "Where the hell is Clarice? What is this?" So, <laughs> well, here's my. It's here's, always something to look forward to. Well, here's well, my. Once here's, in a while, I'm on travel and it's too hard to do this. Well, I, well, I guess that's okay then. <laughs> well, he, 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 here's my wife's question, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask it. Your enticing logo, and she happens to be a chocolate freak. Indeed, Clarice's pieces, analysis in a crunchy shell. So she said to me, those must be peanut M&Ms on that bright red package, not just I don't remember. What happened was um, (laughs) when we decided that it was going to be a regular column, um, I asked some friends on a a chat site um, what what they uh, uh, thought would be um, an appropriate logo. Mm-hmm. And we got several ideas, and this is the one that uh, we like the most. I thought it was Reese's Pieces, but I don't really know. If it, could <laughs> peanut, it could be chocolate peanut, M&M peanuts, I don't know. But, but we but, thought it was fun, so but, we stuck with it. By the way, you, you, must, you, you, you were talking about Thomas Lifson, I think, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, because he he's the one who uh, started uh, American. Th- right. He just wanted to clarity on that. Oh, sure. uh, by, by the way, you know, you said my, this is my final thing, and I'll I'll shut up and be Paul. We'll <laughs> take us take us on home, as they say in the music business. Um, you know, you say you're a classic uh, um, liberal. Uh, I have always maintained. You know, I, I am obviously become very conservative, but what I say for myself anyway is I am a traditionalist. Yes, you know, sure. that's that that's the way I, I, I like to, to see myself. Way to put it. I mean, you know, in the tradition of, of people like Thomas Paine and others who 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 really examined political life and, and decided what was the the way of looking at the world that would provide the best situation for everybody. Mm-hmm. And um um and uh, I haven't I haven't changed. 
the Democratic Party changed, yes, but I yes. haven't changed. Yeah, that's that's and, what and, Ronald and, Reagan and, said. That's yeah, right. and that's how I feel about the church. You see, the church yeah. has drifted so far away, oh. and um, Israel should and is the greatest ally. And there's not a a sovereign state on the face yeah. of the earth that has more moral imperative to where it is and who it is than Israel Amen. does. Amen. That's right. Uh, well, that's it for uh, today. Clarice, I'm already going to, when it's good for you, invite you back sometime to entering stage right. Oh, it's Thank just, you very much. It's, it's nice talking to you both. It has been a joy to have you, and we're wrapping it up by saying goodbye to all of our listeners. And in way of reminder, whatever is going on in this crazy, topsy-turvy world of ours, we do live in a great country because it's a free country and our intention and goal is to keep it that way. And we have a lot to be thankful for. Again, we're so thankful for our guest, Clarice Feldman, and the clarity and the voice of sanity that she brings into this topsy-turvy world. And we are thankful for you, dear listener. So till we meet again, this is D. Paul Thomas and... Philip Charles McKenzie. Inviting you to join us next week for another podcast of Entering Stage Right.